If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine, broadcasting here in Atlanta, Georgia. Today, we're continuing our series on the one thing. But before we do, let's catch up with our friends over at Shot Tracker. Yeah, what gets measured gets done. What are you tracking in your practices? What are you tracking in games? You need some ideas? Go check out our friends at Shot Tracker. See what they're doing uh, to change the game across the college basketball uh, right now and across the basketball world. Really, really insightful stuff, and it's changing and getting better every day. I know as a coach, it's really exciting to see how much better we can get by tracking these numbers. All right, TJ, we're continuing uh, our One Thing series. This is episode three out of four. If you missed the previous two, certainly go and check those out. We are uncovering eight different things that we've established. What are one thing, and then insert the, the ending there. Today, in the first half here, what is one thing you could do better to help assure your family life was stronger during the busy basketball season? Put this out on Twitter. Um, Tanya Hunter, Coach Hunter, I usually work from home during the basketball season. So for 21 days, I didn't do any real work and cherish being at home with my family. Not sure how that individual was able to go 21 days without doing any work there. Um, If I need to do any extra work, I'd really just stay late. But nonetheless, making an intentional effort to work from home during the basketball season. Jake Daly writes, I date my wife. Every week we make time for our marriage away from work, basketball, or phones. Her and I like equivalent to when we first met jack kraus writes plan family events on the calendar so if we are not practicing our day our family is going to eat going to the park do something fun with each other it's on the schedule we don't miss it really important right uh did get one as more of like a joking uh i hope joking but uh (laughs) uh great great reply to how do you uh handle you know the family life and one said just don't have one um that was coach spengler hannah spengler (laughs) there's emoji laughing so i'm guessing that's a joke but um important right what is one thing i I can start here and i know this is very clear because this has been on conversation a lot i need to do a better job especially of late communicating my schedule to my wife Mm -hmm. okay so i need to be in better communication there's a lot of different um sessions that i'm signing up to do or being asked to you know help participate over here and i'm filling in my calendar and i'm not always great at immediately communicating those dates to my wife and all of a sudden sometimes and tj i know you can relate to this sometimes when you get going i mean i you barely even know what's tomorrow's gonna bring right let alone next week you're kind of going week by week and looking at your week so i'll put things on the calendar for three weeks from now four weeks from now And I don't even personally begin thinking about it until a few days out. But by then, telling my wife, oh, I've got this on Thursday when it's been on the schedule for three weeks is not very fair to her, who is a planner. So I personally, TJ, could do a better job just communicating my dates and my schedules and the different events as early as possible to my wife so she can prepare and 
make arrangements with the kids and things like that. I need yeah. to do better. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think you can underestimate that one. Communication is so key. We always talk about it in relationships, but I've often found that my wife, um, when she knows and can prepare, prepare herself, it goes over much better than me dropping it on her in the last second. So uh, I think it's also just very respectful to be able to do that, to be able to put things on the calendar. And um, I know my wife loves to be able to put stuff on the calendar as well <laughs> so she can she can get that prepared. So, you know, I, I think my answer um, – might uh, surprise some people because I mean, first of all, I think family is crazy important, and I think being you know, you know, I think dating your significant other is important. Like I think all that stuff is important. And you should do all that stuff. I think all of it's great, um, but I also think like managing expectations is really important um, of of knowing like uh, unique. Like coaching is unique, and I'm sure other you know, I, I have a neighbor of mine who does insurance and there's this time of year when they're enrolling new people and they're doing there's like this four or five month period that's crazy like just insane work but the other months are a little bit down you know and coaching is one of those professions where like accounting yeah tax season tax season yeah and coaching is one of those professions where there is a, a flow to it like you can't maintain the balance of the rest of the year and i think some people expect that you know we go on you know three date nights a month and da, 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 like that's not happening in in my world in the season you know in and i'll be honest with you i don't know that i want it to happen because typically what my week looks like is monday i'm you know i go in early we work all day we practice i get home at 7 30 you know what i mean like it's a long day tuesday i work all day we practice i come home and uh, my daughter has a game so we're gone we get back at 8 30 everybody gets some quick food and goes to bed you know and then wednesday we're on the road we've got a game you know we're playing some somewhere Thursday we practice early and I try and get home at a reasonable hour to be home from five to nine with my family, you know, Friday back at it on the road, recruiting, watching a high school game, Saturday, another, you know, another day, another uh, game for us there, there's no days. There's, there's no days in my schedule and some people, everybody's schedule is different. Um, but, but what I, so, so let's say Thursday night, I get home early at four or five. I don't want to shower up, get ready, drive somewhere, go out to dinner. Did I'm just thankful to be home. Like home is my happy place. Like I, I want to be with my kids. And and I think my wife and I've had that conversation and she's like, that that's, that's good. Let's be together as a family. So what works for some people doesn't work for everybody. And so like, um, we might have three date months, um, a, a month in April, May, June, July, and August. But we might have zero in October, November, December. But because we have managed expectations and we know that there's different expectations in different times of our life and different seasons, we're managing the flow of our life in these different seasons. And sometimes the transition's tough. Like when you come out of summer and we've had more time together to realize, oh my gosh, it's fall. We got to go back to this other. So you got to have that conversation. The fall is coming, you know? And we have to know that this and this is coming. Then we can say, hey, well, let's be excited about this and this. And, you know, there's a Christmas break week where we're down. And I'm really intentional to be with family and take all work off during that week. But I, I found that managing expectations and managing the flow and being transparent in those conversations of the flow has really um, helped us. So good. TJ, we got another half here, but let's take a quick halftime break with our friends over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Have you noticed that with most people, doubt is their default? 
There may be times where they express faith and show optimism, but most commonly, most frequently, doubt is where they end up. I want to encourage you this week and as you go through this upcoming season to take control of the message in your head. Don't just listen to yourself, but speak to yourself. Fight against the temptation to allow doubt to be the primary place where your thoughts reside. Have the faith in the healthy level of optimism and control that message. And do not allow doubt to be your default this upcoming season. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app that's helping bring everyone on your team from parents, players, and the coaches all together and get them all on the same page, organized and ready to go, being used by over 15 million people across the globe. We would love for you to get connected to Team Snap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle. All right, TJ, second half here. What is one thing you wish your community would do more of for your team? What is one thing you wish your community would do more of for your team? I'll start here, TJ, if you don't mind. I would love for our community to recognize the amount of work these young people put into what they're doing. That's what I'd want. I'd want our community to see the hard work, to see the time, to see the effort, to see everything that the players are putting into their basketball season. And I believe if our community recognized that and saw that and actually made notice of that, it would drive them to want to support and celebrate and encourage them and and come behind them and, and, and help them. And so for me, I... That that's where I go. I just feel like if I just wish I'm always inspired when I'm around teams, right? When you begin to see the work putting in, the just the day in and day out, and the desire to keep growing, and I, I see that I'm like, man, that's so cool. Like I, I want to it it it's so attractive. It's magnetic. It what you want to be a part of that when you see something coming together and growing and kids working together for something really good, you want to support that. And I believe if community businesses and different individuals around the community saw more of that and actually were exposed to more of that, I think it would actually drive more engagement and support from the community. If they were actually aware of how hard these kids are working, how much they want it, Mm, I think they'd come alongside them at a much greater level. Yeah, that's a really good one. I, yeah, I agree with you on that. I um, like your kids work really hard. They do. They put, put in a lot of work. And I, I guarantee you that Franklin Springs community, if they continue to see that, it would drive them to want to support them greater. Yeah, no doubt. I I think that that's a really good one. I when you asked the question, the first thing came to mind. I was a little bit convicted, to be honest with you, because I th- I was thinking, what could we be doing more for our community? You know, because it's definitely a two way street, and it definitely goes both ways. You're trying to figure out, you know, how um, do we serve the community? How does the community serve us? And um, but one of the things that I would say is that I would make sure that um, as, as much as possible, I would try and get our community to know our players. And I know that's a two-way street because so many times we just root for the athlete they are on the court uh, or the field or whatever sport it is. But in reality, you know, I think what you really want to do is, is, is you want to know them as people because when you can get to know that person, your connection is so much deeper and your ability to root for them is so much more. And I also think it connects the player back to the fan where it's like, hey, they're here watching me today. I want to make them proud in the way that I show up and the way that I, um, you know, present myself. So I think it's, it's a two-way street. Like getting players to know fans and fans to know players creates a con- 
completely different dynamic. I mean, you, you know, when you when you're doing lead them up, if you get to know one particular young man or woman, and you're like, that's a special person. Like, you want to get to their games, you want to root for them, you feel different about the way you root for them, and so I think creating. Um, that connection and again i can't just leave that on the fans because that's our responsibility too but i do wish that, that we would create more um more personal relationship more connection how could you do it you know that's really good i mean yeah. i've heard some really good things and i wish i acted upon these but i've heard of some communities where they sponsor a player like when they're in college you know and they're away i mean high school you might have a different approach but in college like when they're away from home a family sponsors each player and they like once a month cook them a home cooked meal mm. They, uh, you know, or some different things that they do for each one of those players, which is a great idea because now you have these people that are fans or kind of adopted these people as a family. They look at them different, could really grow community engagement. I love this one where it actually built on a lot of high schools around the, the area that I live. They'll do this uh, exchange of jersey with a teacher day on game day. So a player will identify a teacher in the building. They'll give them their away jersey if they're wearing their home jersey for the day. Yeah. And that teacher will wear that jersey of that player throughout the day, uh, which is really, really cool, yeah. but also seeing it extended to community where on game days, uh, a player will go and identify someone in the community, uh, maybe a business, maybe a place that they frequent regularly, yeah. maybe, and, and let them wear their jersey on the game day. Hey, just as a way of like, yeah, really hey, I, I honor you and, and I really appreciate you. And you just you mean something to me, even if you didn't even realize you mean something to me. But I would love it if you'd wear my jersey on, on game day. We've got a big game on Wednesday. Um, just rep it. And if anyone really asks good, why, yeah. just say it's because the player, you know, wanted, you know, to show that we appreciated you. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Manual really college. Good. Yeah. I like it. So, anyways, let us know what you think about that, especially on the community aspect. Actually, both aspects, the family and the community aspect. Uh, send us your thoughts on Twitter, at Hardwood underscore Hustle. We'd love to get your input. We're always trying to see coaches' perspectives, obviously. Uh, these are two really important topics. Make sure you continue on with our series, One Thing. We've got uh, episode four coming up here soon. If you missed the previous two, you certainly want to check those out. I'm Adam. He's TJ. Together, we are the Hardwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out.